This podcast is brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within federal, state, and local government agencies. Hello, I'm Executive Editor Eric Chabro, and here are some of the top stories for the week ending September 17, 2010. The state of Michigan is actively pursuing cloud computing, and Chief Information Officer Kenneth Tice says the main benefit of secure cloud computing isn't what most people expect. Everybody talks about cloud computing and about saving a ton of money. And I'm going to say it does save some money. I don't think it saves the amount of money that most people think it does. What most people don't want to talk about is that information technology organizations seen by most of its customers are seen to be slow in meeting their needs. That is the greatest advantage of cloud computing is the agility, our ability to meet their needs, put solutions in place in a much quicker and a timelier fashion that meets their needs versus a two to three year time frame. Though cloud computing provides agility, Tice says the state has created a cloud computing framework aimed in part to assure providers furnish the security necessary to safeguard data and systems. What we have with our cloud computing framework is actually a formal document. So when we go to cloud, we're going to the cloud consistently. We're asking those providers to meet our requirements, not the other way around. Deputy Secretary William Lynn III, as the Defense Department's lead executive on cybersecurity, was in Europe this past week to brief NATO top civilian and military officials on America's cyber initiatives. Ling conveyed the importance of cybersecurity and encouraged NATO to be more proactive in securing its IT systems. Before leaving, Lynn said the U.S. collaborating with its foreign allies on cybersecurity initiatives is a must. There's a very strong logic to utilizing collective defenses. It's clear you're more effective in the cyber world the more threaded signatures that you understand and share. And so the Cold War concept of shared warning here really applies. In my role as Deputy Secretary, I have been over the past few months traveling the U.K., Canada, Australia, trying to build on the relationships we have there to expand our cyber cooperation, be going to NATO as they develop the new strategic concept that NATO has where cybersecurity is playing an important role. I'll be back after this. Are you responsible for your agency's regulatory compliance program? Do cybercrime, data breaches, or endpoint security keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the GovInfoSecurity.com Educational Webinar Library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit GovInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. Finally, from our blogs. Congress passing significant cybersecurity legislation before the midterm election, or for that matter, in a lame duck session, is a long shot. Not impossible, but highly improbable. So if Congress fails to enact a major IT security bill this year, should that be considered a failure? I put that question to Jim Lewis of the Center for Strategic and International Studies, and one of the most highly respected thought leaders on government IT security. Lewis says all the hard work lawmakers, legislative staff, and interested parties put into getting a cybersecurity bill enacted would not have been for naught. And one thing that we did that was good was we raised the profile of the issue. So now nobody won't say cybersecurity is a problem. So that's a positive thing. And when I go to some of these meetings with some very high-ranking administration officials or with some senators and others, everyone agrees on the problem. Everyone agrees on what the threat is, on what the risks are. 
Still, if not this year, the work done during the 111th Congress on Cybersecurity should serve as a foundation for comprehensive legislation that could pass in the 112th Congress. We bumped it up on the agenda. We got people talking about it. And then maybe that's how it goes in a democracy. Maybe we're going to have to talk for a few years. And the big question is, while we do our gabbing, will our opponents do us the courtesy of not being mean until we figure out what we want to do? So keep your fingers crossed. That's it for this week. I'm Eric Chabra of GovInfoSecurity.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy your weekend. This podcast has been brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.GovInfoSecurity.com.